Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today on this Sunday afternoon. I hope that you are having a fabuloso weekend and a great Sunday. It is, once again, that time of day to talk about the arts in the great state of Mississippi. My guests today in the studio are, of course, Kevin Farrell, our producer. He's always here. He always has on fancy shoes and or socks. Today, they're very boring, both black and uh, very dull. <clears throat> I'm very disappointed in that, Kevin. Uh, but my, my special guests uh, are Dominic Lapello and Alex Bostic, both professors at Mississippi State University and participants in a show uh, at the Mississippi Library Commission entitled A Perspective of People. And the show uh, is hanging as we speak and will run from June 28, uh, all the way, I mean, from now until June 28, 2018. And the hours at the Library Commission, which is open to the public, are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Please come by and take a look at this show, A Perspective of People. Welcome, Alex, and welcome, Dominic. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So these guys both drove over from Starkville in separate cars, <laughs> I have learned. But they're both professors at Mississippi State. And uh, uh, Dominic, you're from Ohio, as I recall. Right. Yeah. Uh, northeastern Ohio, right in the Rust Belt. And uh, you went to university there as well? Did, Youngstown Grew up State there. University. I went to uh, undergrad there and uh, Struthers High School. And then I went to Ohio University in Athens, Ohio for grad the school. The Ohio University? Not the Ohio State, just oh, Ohio, Ohio University. University. So it's about an hour and a half. I just away. hear athletes say that all the time. I didn't know <laughs> the, what it yeah. meant. We're not the Ohio State. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah. You're where the smart kids go to school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you are a fellowship recipient for which year? 2016. 2016, but you also are the state fellow for the Southern Prize, the regional prize for this year. This year, you're yes. the current. Yes. So you are a fellow twice. Yes, it's a great feeling to be a fellow twice. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, uh, you are from Brooklyn? Yes. Um, grew up in Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Um, went to school at uh, Pride Institute in Brooklyn. And then I got my master's at Syracuse University. Um, the Orange Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is strange. I don't know what Orangeman means. I don't either. <laughs> I watch him play basketball yeah. sometimes on television. Yeah. And so uh, you are professor of painting? Yeah, painting and drawing. P painting and drawing. Yes. And Dominic, your photography. Yes. And uh, so, uh, and you, you were a fellow in uh, what year? Uh, Alex? 2011. It's been Bennett. Yeah. Okay, in the two two thousand somewhere, two thousand eleven. Yeah. You yeah. think? Mm -hmm. Well, either way, welcome to both of you. Yeah. Glad you're here. Uh, the third person who uh, will be showing in this exhibit that's at the Mississippi Library Commission is uh, James Patterson, but he was unable to be here today for the interview. So it's uh, three uh, artist uh, uh, fellowship winners, past fellowship winners of Mississippi Arts Commission, uh, all uh, hanging. Uh, in a joint show uh, at the Library Commission. And this is the second um, 
one of these uh, partnerships that we've had with the Library Commission where uh, Mississippi Arts Commission fellows are displayed uh, at the Library Commission. Uh-huh. So so we're glad that you're here. Thank you for, for coming and for uh, doing the show. Uh, so growing up, uh, Dominic, growing up, what are your earliest recollections of, of being intrigued by photography or art or uh, or the creative process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, growing up, I, I really wasn't into photography. That really wasn't um, on my radar at the time. Um, I, growing up, I was always drawing or painting or doing something along those lines. Um, but, you know, photography didn't enter my life until... Um, undergrad. So I think it was around 2000, 2002, somewhere around there is when I took my first photography class and it was a black and white um, darkroom class. And I remember just falling in love with that process of Mm. seeing the image come to the surface while it was in the developer. Um, And from there, I never really looked back. I feel like I I really fell in love with photography, though, in um, color darkroom, the traditional color darkroom, making um, color photographs um, with film and uh, and paper. Um, But yeah, photography wasn't a big part of my life growing up. Um, I wish it was. But so you you didn't have a Polaroid or a cheap pop didn't, camera. No, you didn't, it, you didn't go I, that route. No, I, no one gave me a camera. No one said I, you know, try this. Um, it just wasn't wasn't there. So I was lucky to stumble on it upon it. But, but you stumbled on it in school. In school, in right, college, right? Yeah, you were taking art, art classes. Yeah, and, I, I had the foundations courses and my um, foundations instructor I, I think she teaches painting and drawing but at the time she told me that uh, she thought I saw things and I should try photography or graphic design she didn't think I was going to be a, a really great painter or drawer but she thought I saw things and you know that was a great um, just a great observation that she made and that's something that I try to look for in my students as well see where their talents or potential lie uh, you know under the surface mm-hmm. things that they can't see and Alex, uh, growing up, the same question, more or less. Uh, did you have early inklings of this creative? Well, very spark? early. I knew I was going to be an artist when I was seven. Oh, okay. Um, it it uh, is a kind of tricky story. Um, my my older brother and I were playing on a stoop. You know, New York City has mm-hmm. stoops. No. <laughs> and we were, we were playing with matches. Um, believe it or not. And <laughs> your parents knew you had these matches. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but some nosy old lady did. <laughs> and, and so we were on the stoop. And we weren't even on our stoop because we, we were next door. And uh, she called the fire department on us. Oh. And uh, the fire department arrived in the fire truck and uh, took my brother and I away to the fire station and showed us where they slept, where they ate. Uh, we went slid up and down the pole and everything. Uh-uh. And the fire chief gave us a little project uh, to uh, draw what we saw. And it, then they put us on the fire truck and dropped us. Where they, they left us and gave us some paper and crayons. And uh, we were drawing fire trucks. Wow. And uh, I was having a problem. My brother taught me how to fix them up. And uh, they said, come back and bring the pictures. And my brother said, I'm not going. I said, well, I'm going. <laughs> so I took my pictures, left his behind, and they put it in a case outside the fire station. And that's... That was the bug. Were they doing this with other children in the neighborhood? Apparently not, because I kept coming back with new pictures, and mine was the only one hanging. (laughs) (laughs) So was it a particular fire chief or fireman or fire person? No, it was just the fire chief in the neighborhood in Brooklyn. And uh, he just, I think he just said, this will keep him busy. Right. But he just never thought that it it would become a passion. 
Yeah, uh-huh. it just like struck just like that. And then I just knew at seven I was going to be an artist. And you, your forte uh, is portraits primarily, yes, but portraits, the figure. Yeah. yeah, I love the figure. I love portraiture. And uh, so, um, you know, New York has specialty schools. Mm-hmm. I went to Saturday art schools when I was, uh, you know, in elementary school. And then I went to uh, my seventh grade art teacher, Miss Kinzel's, Ellen Kinzel's house, on Saturdays and Sundays and painted. I got private Someone lessons. in the neighborhood? She was. She lived on way on the other side of Brooklyn. So you had to take the subway? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, or the uh, bus or something? Yeah, I took the bus and subway. And then, um, then I went to the high school of art and design. Uh, specialty school, and then uh, and I moved on to Pratt in Syracuse. Wow! So, did you have this type of Dominic? Did you have this type of school in Ohio, a specialized art school? Um, we may have, um, but I just went to the public high school. Um, I think it was kind of small. My graduating class had about 164 students, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we had art. I was exposed to art in the public uh, elementary schools, middle school, and I, that was always you know, my favorite class, taking art. And um, you know, hearing Alex talk about his story made me think about. Um, I think in second grade, I, I was selected for artist of the week, so they hung oh, my wow. <laughs> picture up in the hallway that that I did. I think it was a collage of a city or whatnot, and then they would take the a picture, a portrait of you sitting next to your artwork. And that was my prized moment growing up um, as a as a student. Um, but no, um, yeah, I just did the public school thing and I didn't I wasn't lucky enough to go to a, a specialized school for art. So yeah. that's that's awesome. We did that, Alex. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Did y'all have uh Dominic, did you have family members who were artfully inclined or my older sister would draw a lot and um i think my my parents thought that she was talented and um had that background on um, a lot of musicians in my family so there there is that but there was really no one that that was growing up that i looked to or that looked at me and said you should do this um right. it was encouraged you know it was definitely supported my parents definitely um thought that you know we should do whatever we were passionate about and um but no, that, you know, I, I wish I had that story as an artist. <laughs> I always feel bad that I don't have that kind of story that every artist has. I was given the camera, I was given this, and then that just became a part of um, my life. But I think I just always wanted to create. There was just this desire and need to create mm. that stuck with me ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Alex, did along your journey, which was sounds like you knew from a very early age what, what you wanted to do, did you ever have doubts or reconsiderations or maybe pauses, or was it always just straightforward? It was straightforward for me, but not much. Like Dominic, he said his parents gave him support. My parents didn't want to give me support. They just uh. had other ideas for me, and uh, I just sort of had to sort of create my own path. Because uh, I was just that positive about it, mm-hmm. you know. They, they, you know, parents worry about you. They're concerned sure. about you, and you know, from from an African American perspective, they don't shine on that their children should become an artist because all they know is, you know, I'm eating a sausage with some dog in my studio, right? <laughs> you know, with be, a broken glass. <laughs> you'll be a starving artist. You'll be a starving That's the only image they That's had. That's the only image they had, and they just was trying to fight. Well, you seem like them. you're doing pretty well. I did, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, my my parents don't know it's from talent or or, or uh, stubbornness. <laughs> That's great. So uh, you both ended up at Mississippi State University, which I would can only imagine uh, is probably surprising. Together at the surprising same time. Yeah. for both of you. Yeah. So you arrived the same year. Yeah. You remember mm-hmm. early bumping we into in, each we other? It was in orientation. Together. It was. Yeah. You were one of the first people I met. Yeah. When I got here. Yeah. 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 
So y'all were, uh, what do you call when you first come in? Uh, you're not tenured. <laughs> <laughs> well, I came in as a visiting assistant professor for my first year, and you were already yeah, I was tenured. Already tenured. Yeah. yeah, I came. You, you I, arrived tenured. Yeah, from another university. Yeah, I was at Virginia Commonwealth University. I worked there for 27 years, and I retired from there. Oh, so you're in your second career, more or less. Yeah. Well, this is my fifth university. Fifth university. Yeah. Dominic, other universities. Um. No, this is my first university. I did part-time teaching where I went to undergrad, and I part-time taught when I was in grad school. But this is the first actual, um, my first teaching job, really, mm-hmm. which I can envision being here for the long haul. So mm-hmm. I'd like if it's my last teaching job, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you think, uh, Alex, when you retired earlier that you would be done with teaching? And that you yeah, would just I thought be I was. Pra- I was going to be a, a practicing artist, and uh-huh. I got to state, and then they— talked me into taking this teaching job, and I've been here um, ever since, but enjoying both careers, um, um, painting and, and teaching. Yeah, so so you're a professional painter, uh, business painter, yes. mm-hmm. entrepreneur outside of your teaching profession. Right. Yeah, and you have your own studio? I have my own studio. Is it off-campus, on-campus? Both. Or do you, you have both? Yeah, I have one on-campus, I have one off-campus. I have one in my house, and I have one on-campus. Do you teach private lessons or just the university? I uh, do private. Do um, both. I have some selected students that I select, you know, like Moesha, and try to get them to, you know, pop up to a different level than they were just in school. Moesha is a guest in the studio who I didn't introduce earlier. My apologies, particularly because she and I went to the same high school. <laughs> we're both Boonville Blue Devils, uh, and we both grew up in Boonville, Mississippi. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today. I'm also the executive director of the Mississippi Arts Commission, your statewide arts partner on the web at www.arts.ms.gov. Alex, do you have a website? Yes, alex at alexbosic.com. Spell it. A-L-E-X-B-O-S-T-I-C. Dot com. Yeah. Dominic? Uh, domlapillo.com, D-O-M-L-I-P-P-I-L-L-O.com. And there you have the website of our two guests today, uh, Alex Bostic and Dominic Lapello, both Mississippi State University art professors, both in town for an exhibit that is currently hanging at the Mississippi Library Commission. It's a partnership between the Library Commission and the Mississippi Arts Commission, where we feature our fellowships, our past recipients of our arts, visual arts fellowships in a collective show. The three artists who are involved in this current show are James Patterson, who was unable to be with us today on the radio show, and Alex Bostic and Dominic Lapello. Uh, Dominic, photographer, uh, Alex, painter. Uh, so, in, again, welcome uh, back to the show, and Thank thanks you. for driving over and being with us today, both here in the studio at MPB, but also uh, for participating in the show at the Library Commission. Thank you. Have Have either of you been over and seen the show yet? I did. I took a, a peek at it uh, right before I came to the show. We, came, we got here a little bit earlier, so okay. I went in then. Because I... When you're in a show, you usually don't get an opportunity to see anything. You just right. You go to reception, everybody talks to you and right. ask you questions, right. and then you you never get you to never see it. You never get to see it, so I got a good chance to see it. Yeah. I really loved it. It looked wonderful. Well, great. It, it, it's a nice space, it's the Library Commission. Space. It's a beautiful yeah. building. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you haven't been yet. No, no, not yet, but uh, you know, soon. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a studio that looked like that. 
<laughs> I have dreams. Yeah, you know. So uh, speaking of shows and studios, uh, Dominic, where are some places other than the current show where people can see your work, both online and in person, if you mm-hmm. have a current exhibit? Um, let's see. I, I have a, an exhibit that's going to open in January um, 2019 at Youngstown State University. I was contacted um, to have a solo show there. It's going to be some of my older work, actually, that I've done with my collaborative partner, Mark Schoon, um, from our series Conflation. Um, but currently, um, I, I think I, I haven't, I'm not in any shows right now. I'm concentrating on making um, work, and I have a residency lined up in Connecticut in the fall um, at the iPark Foundation. So I'm going to spend about a month there photographing around the area, photographing landscapes for um, the series stories uh, we tell ourselves. You do that a sabbatical. I do. I have a sabbatical in the fall, which I'm going to take advantage of as well, Mm -hmm. get to make work and come back refreshed. Yeah, and he recently made tenure too. Wow. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. Thanks for promoting hey, me. No, you're my man, man. I gotta hook you up. <laughs> he's tenured. Yeah. He's won two fellowships. Yep. He's won he's, the Southern Prize. Right, right. And now he's going on sabbatical. Right. Yeah. Right, right. He's batting a thousand. <laughs> um, but um, don't take pictures. I think that was my last big um, thing. It's a <laughs> publication. Um, so if you go to their website, don't take don't take pictures dot com. You can see. Um, the issue, issue number 10, it has six artists' um, portfolios published. Well, uh, speaking of this, um, being able to be on sabbatical, how does that work at the university? Do you have to serve a certain amount of years before you can apply for sabbatical? Uh, I think you just have to be alive then. (laughs) I I think it's uh, six years or so, or 12 12 consecutive semesters, I believe. Yeah, it's 12 consecutive semesters, six years, and then you're eligible for it. So so this will be your first? This will be my first. And you have to be tenured. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, I'm yeah. not sure. I think you have to be a tenured faculty. What do you think, Kevin? They, they can't seem to yeah, agree. You have, okay. to be, <laughs> yeah, you have to be a tenured faculty to get sabbaticals. Have you had sabbaticals? No, I've never taken a sabbatical. Never? Never. Not interested? No, not really. Do you get paid when you're on a sabbatical? Yeah, you get taken care of. But um, I'm trying to do something like an international exchange. I, I'm more like to do those type of things. Like, uh, tell me more. Like, uh, what well, are you working I, on? How, I, well, I'm working on trying to go to either... Uh, uh, Japan or China or Taiwan oh, or boy. more in the Orient type of uh-huh. places, but I'm working that out. But if I get uh, an opportunity to do an exchange with another university, our university works with them uh, to make sure that that can happen because it's, it's good for the university for us to be sure. more extended um, internationally than the national. Now, the university has a gallery, doesn't it? Three. Is that, are they primarily <laughs> for the three. students, or do they do? Uh, oh, no. It's... No, we show student work, but we also show faculty work, international, national, mm-hmm. regional mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but three gallery spaces, yeah. right? Yeah. And are, are, have all three of them been around for a while, or are they relatively new? Uh-huh. At least eight years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been at least yeah. eight. Right. And who's the gallery director now? Lori Neuenfeld. 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 Mm-hmm. And so uh, she puts together exhibits of of whatever she's interested in. Is she, well, no, we is have she a curator? Committee. You have a committee. We have a committee. That picks shows. And, yeah. But there is also we, a student show every year, right? Yeah, we have a number of them. Um, one for photography, one for graphic design, and one for fine art. Well, those are the uh, the graduating thesis, thesis shows, show. but then we have a juried student show student as show. well yeah, that right. takes place year. in the spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, I think she does a great job. Um, 
curating the gallery and um, working with the faculty. If we have an interest or a certain artist in mind, we can always approach her and mm-hmm. she'll bring it to the committee. Yeah. Um, so she's really there to, to serve the university, but um, work with the faculty mm-hmm. to make sure that we're bringing in who the students need to see okay. and interact mm-hmm. with. Yeah, because it's part education as well. How, how big uh, uh, is the art department at Mississippi State and who's the chair? And, and is it? Do y'all have degrees in every discipline? I don't know um, that. No, these are great questions. Um, so, uh, Dr. Angie Bourgeois is our current uh, department head, uh-huh. um, and we have three concentrations: fine art, graphic design, and photography. Mm-hmm. But in the fine art area, you can go into this since that's your fine area. art is drawing, um, painting, uh, printmaking, sculpture, and ceramics. Oh, okay. All, so you can get a, a, a undergrad degree in all of those. Right. A BFA degree. BFA. BFA. Yeah. Do you offer a, a no master's Graduate, or doctor? No, what BFA is? A bachelor of fine art. Uh huh. But we do not own a. We do not uh, offer a master of fine art. But Dominique and um, Marita. Marita is is developing a graduate program in photography, which yeah. should be soon. We're working on it. <laughs> you have to yeah. work with the provost and yeah. the committee and yeah. the yeah. school director. All yeah. of the above. Well, it started four years ago. In the talk of the, the talk about a, it, and mm-hmm. then yeah, it just takes a while. It takes yeah, about it's, five six years before it starts to materialize. Then you have to get the funding. You have to set yeah. aside the, the faculty and the programming and the mm-hmm. recruitment. I'm sure there's a million There's a million components details. to it. But they seem to be doing a good job because yeah. of every time they present their progress has been really good. There's a lot of work, but I think we're still far away from... Yeah. 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 And I think there's about, what, a little under 300 undergrad students that yeah, we have? Yeah, 300 undergrads. Yeah. Yeah. 300. Mm-hmm. Is the art department growing at Mississippi State? Or mm-hmm. is it kind yes, of it's growing. static? It's, it it's, is. It's growing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're part. We're basically having growing pains um, a little bit. Now you're not in the architecture. Are y'all part no, of the we're architecture? Part of, we're part of architecture. It's art and architecture, it's, uh, right? Architecture, art, and design. And, and design. building construction, and science, building construction, interior design. design, interior design. So that's all partnered all part with of, art. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, the, the part of the it's college. a college. It's a college. We're separate departments within the college. college. Uh huh. So they have what four 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 units four units. Wow. Architecture, uh, material design, building construction, and um, art. art. Do Do you guys uh, cross collaborate, teach, or partner teach, or cross uh, curriculum teach? I or do is that it all a lot. Stick across, to your... I I do that a lot across the university. Um, mm-hmm. I do some stuff with early childhood education. So we're doing a project with um, the education area where we're doing children's books. Oh, okay. So they write them, and then we're illustrating them. And uh, then we did some with, um, um, uh, what's it called? The architecture ag, the ag school. The ag, and, uh-huh. Yeah. So, Which is the, is that the biggest school at Mississippi yeah. State still? The agriculture, yeah. turf, yeah. all that yeah. out? Yeah, that's how the book project started with ag school because oh, really? they didn't think that enough students, or enough people understood agriculture. And uh, the population of people want to go into agriculture is getting lower and lower. And so they, they think they can do it through children's books. Interesting. Interesting approach. Mm-hmm. You think it's working? I mean, the the, pro- well, the cross partnerships. The, the partnerships are working, but mm-hmm. we, we don't know. If it's too early to it's tell. Right, it's too early to tell. Those, those things take a while. 
So my guests today are Alex Bostic and uh, Dominic Lapello, uh, both Mississippi State University art professors, both uh, involved in a uh, exhibit that is currently hanging at the Mississippi Library Commission. It's a partnership with the Library Commission and the Mississippi Arts Commission. The show is entitled "A Perspective of People." I don't. I didn't name that. Did either of you? No. Okay, no. so we're not familiar with how we got that. <laughs> no. But, but you can sort of look at each of the it graphics, sense, and there's a person yeah. in each one. Yeah. So I guess Teresa Haygood named yeah. it yeah. a perspective of people. So what I'd like to ask both of you in this, what's left of this segment is a little bit about Starkville. And you, you both arrived there eight years ago to teach at the university. Tell me how Starkville has changed or evolved or or has grown or has become more creative, or is it the same? Nothing has changed? What What's the evolution there? Alex, you go um, first. I, I mostly, because I, I'm more national, international, um, didn't have Starkville on my radar at any, any level, but recently I've been um, getting into shows and stuff in Starkville, getting more involved in what's going on in the community. Make, make me so that I've, I live there and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's part of my home. But uh, Starkville is growing um, as far as art-wise. I mean, not rapidly. Right. Uh, I didn't see a big change, but recently they've just been starting to get involved. They got a new director of the the um, the arts, arts commission. The arts commission. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Bateman. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's he seemed to be doing a good yeah, job. I've met him a couple times. Yeah. He seems to be real. I think it's the first time <clears throat> that the Starkville Arts Council has has a full time. Executive yeah, director, which right. is really a big deal. Right, it was it's, a big deal. It's a big leap. Right, it's a big leap. Welcome back to the final segment of the Mississippi Arts Hour uh, on this Sunday afternoon. I uh, hope that you are enjoying your day. Uh, we appreciate our listeners all across the great state of Mississippi and in Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas, and Louisiana as well. We bleed. We have a great big tower, and they're all over the place. There's one in Boonville, by the way. There's one of our towers that's in Boonville. But uh, we're happy to have uh, in the studio today Dominic LaPello and uh, Alex Bostic, both uh, professional artists, uh, visual artists. Alex, uh, a painter, uh, Dominic, photographer. Dominic is a recent recipient of uh, the Mississippi uh, Fellowship for the Southern Prize, the South Arts Regional Nine State uh, uh Award, thank you. Congratulations! No, not thank you. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you for participating. I've got to get Alex to participate next year. I did. I did it last year. Well, um, hope you'll do it again. I, I didn't uh, do it this year. Oh, she did it in our first year. Our I did the year. very first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so you know, I'll, I'll do it next year. Yeah, just I'll, keep doing it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good amount of money if you win, and yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's becoming a prestigious. Yeah, yeah, just to get in is prestigious. Sure, yeah. sure, it's a big deal to be representing the state. Well, we appreciate both of you being here in the studio today and uh, being a part of uh, the exhibit that's at the Library Commission, A Perspective of People, partnership with the Library Commission, Mississippi Arts Commission. Uh, right before the break, before we went to listen to Ted Hawkins talk about Biloxi, uh, we were talking about uh, Starkville, the town, and how, uh, and Alex, I heard you use this term, the sort of town and gown, how the town and the university have <laughs> yeah, sort of trying to merge. are merging and mm-hmm. doing more work together mm-hmm. and how the art, the Starkville Arts Council is, is mm-hmm. really kind of hitting their stride and I hope connecting to the university and because yeah. there's a lot of magic to be made there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
But uh, we're going to ask you, Dominic, so both of you have been in Starkville and at Mississippi State for eight years, and I'm sort of looking for any sort of perspective on that time, if it has changed, grown, mm-hmm. if you think it's getting better, worse, indifferent, stagnant, sure. whatever. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's getting better or worse. For me, it felt a lot like um, where I went to grad school in Athens, Ohio, just being a college town, roughly around the same amount of people, um, same amount of students even. Um I feel like it's it's hard when you're in a certain place for a long time. You start to get blinders and you don't see the good. Or it's maybe it's either easier to see the bad, but I don't see the bad either. I just feel like I'm I'm there and I'm living there. Um, and you know, my wife and I have two kids, so we're really active with our kids. And I think one of the creative things um, that we look forward to every fall is the. Um, uh, the festival? Yeah, the arts kind festival of. in the, the spring, but then there's also um, an arts uh, thing in the park, arts in the park, um, where they teach kids like small little workshops about you know, painting or drawing or music or whatnot. So I feel like that's really great from a young age, um, promoting art, um, and hopefully these children will grow up to be artists, um, professors, uh, yeah, or, you know, professors, professional yeah. artists. <laughs> um, so I think that there's a great... Um, great way to cultivate a love for the arts that happens um, in, in Starkville from an early age for children. Um, as far as being um, a professional artist and what's going on for, you know, the community, um, I feel like I'm so embedded in the university mm-hmm. and, you know, just being at work, working long hours mm-hmm. and thinking about the shows that we get on campus. I feel like I'm out of touch with what's happening in the actual community. Yeah, I'm a little bit lost about the community, but I'm trying to catch up. Right now, I have uh, my two of my children graduated from state, oh. and one is in graphic design, and he's in New York working for an advertising agency. And I have one that just graduated or will finish up in photography, um, and he's still in town. And so, I'm trying to get him to, you know, figure out what he wants to do and and develop um, relationships um, in the community. And eventually outside and, you know, but most of our students go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the issues we got is like, how do we keep that sort of creative juice inside the inside the boundaries of Mississippi, let alone Starkville? Right. You know, it, it's, it's been a difficult task. Sure. And, you know, there's some some paths to deal with, some mm-hmm. obstacles to to overcome. And mm-hmm. we certainly know about that. But. You know, when I was the state tourism director for three years, I had one mission. I wanted to uh, help develop a Mississippi that kids could come home to if they decided they wanted to come Mm -hmm. home. That was my big mantra. Mm -hmm. We want to create a Mississippi where if if a young person who goes away, and Mm -hmm. most do, I did. Mm -hmm. You've left Ohio and you still haven't come back. You've left New York and you're down here in Mississippi. (laughs) Say you're never going back. No, no. It's it's a good place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Right. So anyway, my observation is that Starkville is evolving. There are a lot more restaurants in their work, coffee shops, Mm -hmm. this kind of, you know, creative little creative businesses Mm -hmm. there that the theater is very seems to be very active. And, Mm -hmm. and of course, I don't have any way to judge the interaction between the the community and the university. Mm -hmm. And that may be things that. You don't see or you do see. or mm-hmm. But that's always kind of a, uh, one of the greatest assets that a small t- community can have is a university mm-hmm. and what comes with it. But sometimes it's maybe overshadowed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like in the past eight years, those great restaurants and those you know, yeah, great they've shops, been they've pop- been there. Yeah. And maybe more of them have been popping up. So yeah. I, maybe I take that for granted. I just feel like they've always been there. I, I, since I don't know ones. the history yeah, of Starfield. I'm not a big person to go out to eat. You know, I cook at home. 
but we don't go out with a two-year-old <laughs> yeah. and a five-year-old. Yeah, you know? but, <laughs> but, but so you guys are the wrong people to ask. Yeah, like, yeah what you're talking about, yeah. we don't hang out in the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all, does Starkville have uh, sections of town? Is there a downtown? Yeah, the Cotton District. They have the Cotton District the, Fest, Arts Festival. Yeah, uh-huh. which is downtown. It's downtown. Which feels very different than Highway 12, the which high- feels more like suburban sprawl. Right. You know, right. So, so Highway 12 is sort of the suburban suburbia, mm-hmm. and then the Cotton District is the downtown sort of mm-hmm. creative, right. young. Right. Yeah, the, there's the a lot of stuff, and stuff happening in the Cotton District. That's where all the students like to hang out. Uh-huh. And that's when you get a feel that it's a real college town in the Cotton District. Yeah, you get that energy. Yeah, you get yeah. the energy. And it's also isn't the Cotton District very close to the to the campus and just yeah, across the yeah, bridge there. Yeah, yeah. And there used to be a couple of buildings there that the university owned that they were it's called the Mocha Visual Arts Center. Yeah, the Visual yeah. Arts Center. Yeah, it's right across the bridge. Uh-huh. And we have art shows. That's one of our galleries. And, I remember uh, when William Pittman was the gallery director. Did any of you know him? He's mm-hmm. now at uh, down in New Orleans. When he was at at Mississippi State, and we did a lot of things together. I mm-hmm. guess before y'all came. He, those buildings were unoccupied, and he was really pushing the university mm-hmm. to do something creative with them, and mm-hmm. I guess it's come to pass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the students even have studios in there for students and faculty. Right. Yeah, that's where one of my my studios are. Is in one of those buildings? Of those and what are they called? We, I, we, I, I call them the Mocha building, but they call them the Visual, the visual Arts, Arts Center. Center. <laughs> they Mocha because they're painted a— Mocha color. A, a mocha color. Sort yeah. of a greenish— It was a coffee. Like coffee a, color. Yeah, oh. it was a coffee yeah. color. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no green. No green. I don't know why I thought they were green at one time. I, at one time, they I, might have been. They had painted them a weird sort of military green or something. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're yeah. you know, coffee colored. Yeah. Really color. yeah. Uh, uh, so, Alex, do you have a show coming up? Anything new? What you working uh, on? You talked about your your international. No, um, goals. I got a, I got a possible project that I'm doing with the Navy. I do a lot of stuff for the military. Really? Uh, yeah, I work for the I do work for the Pentagon. And the Navy Art Museum. Um, wow! Well, tell us about that. Well, most people don't know. Like the Navy have a Navy Art, uh, not the Navy, but the Air Force Art Program. And every time there's a disaster any place in the world, they send at least four to five artists, but first responders. And I'm the southeastern Eastern regional director of the Na- of the Air Force Art Program. I had no idea. Most people don't. Where Where is this project based? Out of the Pentagon. Uh, if you go to the Pentagon, which most people don't like to visit, there's artwork all over the Pentagon. Yeah, now that I knew. Yeah, and all that stuff is done by people like myself and people like my team. How did you get this gig? Um, first, I got invited to be part of the Navy Art Program, and then the Secretary of the Navy asked me to become one of the directors. Ray Mabus, former governor of Mississippi? No, 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 no. no, this, no. Uh, Different this is guy. The, Navy, uh, the Air Force Art. Oh, the Air Force, I said Navy. Uh, so then uh, he, t- he uh, asked me, um, it was like a Friday or Saturday. He asked me what I was doing, and I said, painting. He said, can you stop <laughs> painting for a couple of days? I need to talk to you. And then he uh, said, the Southeast region doesn't have a director. Would you want to do that? And it's called the, direct, the Southeastern Southeast Regional Re- Director of the Air Force Art Program. Wow. And do you recruit other I artists? I recruit artists. Um, I send artists different places. Um, I've sent them different places. Like uh, I, I sent one young lady to Haiti when that happened. Um, we, I was supposed to send, well, we went to the Obama last inauguration with a group of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, um, some stuff at some Patterson Air Force Base on some maneuvers that they were doing. And we almost went to the Japan tsunami. Right. But it got too dangerous, so they called that off. But we, you know, we, we'll go any place in the world. Well, this is incredible because we, 
at the Arts Commission, we have a preparedness, recovery, and readiness mm-hmm. effort that mm-hmm. involves art as a recovery tool. I didn't know that, that you were involved in that. Yeah. See, that's the reason we're having this show today. That's the reason that we're having this conversation. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? I didn't, actually. So what, what do the artists do when they're sent Well, places? we go there, we document, we take photographs, and we come back, um, and uh, we have up to a year to get the painting done, and then we, we turn it over to the Pen- uh, to the Air Force Art Program. Right? We're at the Pentagon. And then the Navy art was a big project for me. It was a, a commission project. And that took four years. Um, they sent me to South America. I, I was put on a ship called the USS Comfort um, for five weeks. And we went to, like, uh, Panama, Cuba, um, Ecuador, um, Colombia, and Haiti. And then I came, ba- I came back, and then I started doing my sketches. And uh, then after about four years, they came to my studio, picked them up on campus. And uh, so now they're at some Navy hospital. That's remarkable. Now, the other piece, the recovery piece, it hangs in the Pentagon? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, so they have a whole collection? They have a whole collection. The largest art collection in the world belongs to the U- United States Army. Mm-hmm. They send out artists, and then the Air Force have the second largest, and I think the Navy has the third largest. Um, I got started involved doing work for NASA. I did about four paintings for them. The outer, did you, you didn't travel out of space? No, did I didn't travel out of space. <laughs> but, but my thing with recruiting posters for students to get more involved in science and math. Uh-huh. Very good. Now, when you do this work for the military, do you actually travel with the, yeah. the soldiers? Yeah, yeah, we're embedded. So you go into combat? No, some of go some, to some, some of our people do, and some of our people don't. We went to Rheinstein, Germany, and we were supposed to go what they call the theater. We were supposed to go to Baghdad, and then um, uh, the plane went to do a trial run and came back with bullets in it. So the so they said we're, we're not going. But I've sent people to Baghdad. I've sent some artists about through this same program. This, this program. Yeah. So you, you have a whole roster of artists. That, yeah, it's that, about twenty five artists, and some some leave, some comes, but I try to keep it at twenty five. And then we all have like a slot, like like we got a group in Chicago, group out of New York at the Society of Illustrators of New York, and then Society of Illustrators of Los Angeles, and then there's a Northwestern group too. So we all sort of rotate, or we all sort of com- commit certain artists to a project. Wow, that's fascinating. We don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to talk a little bit about the pieces that you have hanging in the show. Dominic, if you could talk a little bit about the pieces that you, sure. you have in the yeah, exhibit. Yeah, so um, there's 10 pieces um, from three different series. Uh, the first series, or the earliest series, is 15 Homes. They were um, vernacular images that I took from my family's photo albums and removed the people from the photographs in an effort to try to figure out what home is. Uh, the second series um, was another uh, series using vernacular images. This time I was taking the people out of the photographs with an X-Acto knife and building them into um, a box that I would flood with fog and then photograph it. So I was trying to remove the person from the context in order to talk about these people as characters. And then the third uh, project is Stories We Tell Ourselves, where I was removing people again from uh, vernacular images and placing them into landscapes that I'm photographing. So in a lot of ways, I'm trying to talk about people in place. Sometimes I'm talking about people without showing the people. Sometimes I'm talking about people with showing the people. But it's all this idea uh, this idea of the general or the generic or the nonspecific in terms of place and people. And using um, vernacular images, um, snapshots um, allows us or allows the viewers to relate to them because they're information that um, looks like photographs in our own family albums or they're just um, 
something that doesn't have specific meaning attached to them anymore. So we can talk about these own stories that we make up and then project onto them, which is something I'm kind of fascinated about, having lived in about 15 different houses growing up. <laughs> um, yeah. That idea of um, what could be is something that stays with me. And Alex, a little bit about the pieces you have hanging? My pieces are mostly about people that I've met or that I know. Um, I think that um, uh, an artist sort of has a, a, a better understanding with people that they're familiar with because those faces that I constantly look at, I constantly see, eventually I try to paint it. Hmm. Well, again, uh, both artists are featured uh, in a uh, show at the Mississippi Library Commission, co-sponsored by the Arts Commission. Uh, the show is called A Perspective of People. And our guests today have been Alec Bostic and Dominic Lapello, both professors uh, at Mississippi State University in Starkville. And we are very happy that you've come over. And congratulations to both of you for being former fellows. And we hope that you'll continue to apply and, and share your, your good work with us. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. And uh, take care. And we'll be back next Sunday, as we are every Sunday, right here at 5 o'clock on the Mississippi Arts, Com Mississippi Arts Hour, uh, brought to you by the Mississippi Arts Commission on MPB.